Welcome to Smell the Rosé, a podcast where we pour ourselves a glass of wine and talk about the lingering taste of toxicity. I'm your host, Amanda. Hello, my fellow roses. I hope everybody had a great weekend and week. Today, we are pouring ourselves a glass of Seven Daughters Moscato. It is a nice white Moscato. It's actually one of my favorites, and I drink it all the time. The reason I drink this one specifically though is it is very sweet. So this one you do want to pair with a dessert wine or just as a dessert because of how sweet it is. I don't really recommend it for any type of savory meaty dish or even a cheese dish because of how sweet this one tastes. It's very honey-esque and very fruity. So this one actually costs about $12, so it's a little bit more on the pricier range than the $10 that I've done on the past two episodes, but like I said, it is one of my favorites, and you can find it at your local Target if your Target sells wine, which there is one by me that does, and it's awesome. Basic bitch vibes, we love Target, right? Anyways, Go on to sevendaughters.com. They have some really great ingredients that you can mix in these wines with. They also have some red wines, and I think they have another white wine as well. But I am a sucker for their Moscato. And since we are entering into pool season where we can get like the cans and stuff of wine, they started last year selling cans of wine in a four pack. So you can also get them in a four pack. I think those run for about $8. So let's get into this episode and pour yourself a glass of wine. Cheers. Have you ever had that roommate that is just so toxic? You want to run away. You want to get out of that lease. You want to get out of that apartment and just run. What were you thinking? How could you live with this person? They were your best friend. Oh my gosh. Run, run, run. You'll never talk to them again. We've all been there. I've had my fair share of toxic roommates, and there are warning signs that we could all look for before we move in with our friends. I'm not saying your friends are shitty people, and I'm not saying the friends that I have chosen in the past are shitty people. They are just shitty ass roommates. Would I be friends with some of them again? Absolutely. Would I just flip them off in the street? Some. Would I even say hello to them if I ran into them on the street? Some. But there are people who I just cannot even stand anymore after living with them. When I was in college, I did an internship for Walt Disney and I worked over at Disneyland. We were assigned a dorm room. We had plenty of different roommates. I had some, I moved back to Colorado. A lot of them are still in California and things just deteriorate over time. It's hard to constantly check in on your friends. I went so far as going out to Disneyland to see one of my best friends and I stopped at the store that one of my old roommates was actually working at and said hello to her really quick. It wasn't a really long hello. It was like, hey, how are you? I miss you. Okay, bye. Hug. Peace out. I'm going to go ride the Haunted Mansion. But it was nice to see her. She knows who she is. So I'm not going to say her name because I don't have permission from her. But she was a pretty decent roommate. I also had another roommate 
in the college program that I was in who was really freaking sweet. We just kind of vibed really well together. Her and I became pretty close friends. Towards the end of our internship, she actually ended up starting to date a guy, so she wasn't really in the apartment. Towards the end, I had those roommates as well. My second time moving back out to California because... Amanda moved out for a boy and thought, oh, we'll end up together if I move there permanently and we'll just be in love forever. And he's just amazing and not toxic at all. Different episode coming soon. <laughs> no, I moved back out there and I did another college program, moved in. In the room that I was in, I had five different roommates with this one. One of them was really great, and her and I were best friends throughout the entire program. But then once the program was over, we just stopped talking. I think that was because we honestly had so many things that we were annoyed with each other with that we never spoke about or confronted each other about that it ruined our friendship. So in a way, we were both toxic to each other. If we actually grew up and were acting like adults saying, hey, this really bugs me when you do this. And if I saw her on the streets, I would probably just be like, I'm sorry. Like we just needed to have some space, but you were probably one of the better roommates that I had. And girl, I have just so much respect for you. That's why I keep you on my Facebook. I hope you do well in life. I wish you the best, the absolute best. When I say that, it doesn't mean that I necessarily wish any of my roommates hell and back. I don't, in my opinion, not wishing anything at all is just as bad. And that's kind of where I am with a couple of my past roommates. We had a roommate who was just so religious. And I'm not going to say what religion because I'm not really aware of their customs or rules. Once she was going to bed, we had to kick out any of our guy friends or we had to go to the guy friends' room because she was about to go to bed and that was against her religion. Honestly, I was kind of shocked that she was able to stay in the Disney dorms because they were co-ed. I've had a roommate who told my other roommate that she can't bring her boyfriend over because she's about to start her period. As if she was a freaking vampire or something. Everyone was a vampire. I don't know the logic behind that. So that was a different topic. But was that roommate toxic? Not necessarily. It was just different. And some of them I felt more comfortable confronting than the others. And maybe that was because at the time I knew who I could tell off and I knew who could tell me off. And I didn't want to get told off. I'm not the perfect roommate either. You know, there were situations that arose when I was living out in California. I ended up breaking one of my leases. I went and talked to the apartment company and they said, you can find somebody to take over your lease or your roommates can find someone to take over your lease. I try to work with my roommates who were just wanting to have half of the rent paid for free while I wasn't living there. Just get stuck with a bill for an apartment that I wasn't living in. It got to the point where with that situation... I just quit talking to them and I let them figure it out. I had paid for a washer, a dryer, a refrigerator, and I think a dishwasher as well for that apartment. So in my mind, my rent was paid in full by all of those appliances because shit ain't cheap. Am I sorry for kind of leaving them to fend for themselves? Yeah, I am. But they had things that they could hawk off in order to pay my half of the rent if they absolutely needed it. 
I'm pretty sure they found someone to take over my lease. They were just hoping for an extra $300 at the time that I was paying for that. I know what you're thinking. California is not that cheap for a $300 apartment. No, it's not. I had four roommates. We're fucking catty as shit with each other, especially if we are on our periods and we sync up. It is a mess. I do not recommend it. Guys, beware. That apartment, one of my old roommates had told me that she had a crush on the guy that I had actually moved out to California for. And I knew at the time that she had when him and I had started hooking up and dating. I had mentioned like, oh, I saw him on Main Street in Disneyland today when I was at work. Well, if you bring him home, I'm walking around in my underwear and I'm going to make sure it's real awkward. I might not wear a bra. I'm thinking, why though? If he wasn't into you, he wasn't into you. And I know that's hard for us girls and even guys to understand when a guy is not interested, he's just not interested, right? We can't get upset when they're interested in somebody else to the point where we're going to sabotage that other person's chance to find love. That's fucked up. And that's toxic. We should be happy that the person that you like found an opportunity to fall in love with someone, even if it's not us. And it's easier said than done. I totally get that. And we'll have an episode about that too. To sabotage something and just to be like, well, you're one of my best friends. That wasn't a best friend. She had even gone so far as to make comments saying how because I work two jobs, I should be the one paying more rent because I make more money. I chose to work two jobs. I chose to do online schooling for college when I was in the Disney program and trying to live out my life in California. I chose to expand online school, get my credits that way, try to get a degree that way. Because I work harder, I have to pay more. Made no sense. The reason I worked hard was so I could live out there. California back then was expensive. It's even more expensive now. So the fact that she couldn't understand that I'm working two jobs just to survive and not have to pay for your lifestyle too, was really toxic. And it's a toxic mentality. Fast forward to California, going to Colorado. I have an alcoholic roommate. And at the time, I don't know they're an alcoholic. I don't realize it because we're 23. We had just turned 21 two years ago. This is the girl that I started drinking with when I was 18 years old. Sorry, mom. It was great because I had a roommate who loved wine and who knew what wines I would love. And we would just go down the street to this liquor store and get these great bottles of wine and drink and have these deep, drunk conversations at night. Honestly, I miss those drunk conversations where it would be heart to hearts about love, friendships, just life in general. Would we be crying? Yeah. Would it be ugly, snotty tears? Yes. But that was one of the greater things about that roommate relationship was because I could always rely on her and she could always rely on me. However, it became very apparent that when she was upset she would rely on wine a lot. Not necessarily a bad thing. We are called smell the rosé here. It became a consistent issue to where this girl owes me a lot of money because I covered her rent checks constantly. If this girl came back into my life, honestly, I would probably just want an apology plus the money that I'm owed because I'm owed that money. I made very little compared to her at the time. And I had to be pretty wise and my parents had to support me and my grocery needs because I was paying your rent. 
And that was hard, especially since you were eating all of my food on top of that and then drinking all the wine that you brought home. And it wasn't even great wine. I might judge it a little bit on your wine taste, but that's about it. But if you said sorry, I would probably be willing to be friends, not best friends, but friends again, because we had a good thing. We had a great friendship. My next roommate was kind of a control freak, control freak in different ways in life. She didn't have necessarily a great control in her life, which made her want to project controlling others. And I can't blame her for that. And I don't. But there comes a time that you need to set boundaries with your parents. This girl also owed me some money. And when I had asked her for my money back, because I knew she had it in the bank and I knew she wasn't needing it, they got confronted and hands were almost thrown. She stepped into my face. Right then and there, I should have looked at my rights as a tenant to see that hostile living environments in different states are actually a great reason to break a lease without any fees or fines. But I didn't. I tried to work it out with her. We were fine for a couple of weeks until her mom texted me saying she's moving out and you're breaking the lease or you're staying there and covering her end of the lease. So I had texted the mother back and I said, you're paying me my deposit. You're paying me the money she owes me and you're paying for the fees to break the lease and I'll be out in a month. They did everything besides pay me the money she owed me. So I moved into my own condo. I bought my condo, thankfully, with my father's help. Thank you so much, Dad. I could not have done this without you. But it was kind of a rush. One month to look at places and shit was going up in prices for Colorado. Had I looked three years prior at places for the budget that I had, I could have ended up in a house and I'm in a 900 square foot condo. Kind of puts things into perspective. So the reason that we are doing this podcast today and talking about toxic roommates and what to spot is because everything is going up in price. We are in the summer months where apartment companies love to raise your lease money and put that rent check up by $400, $500 per month. And it's ridiculous. Honestly, the signs that I probably would have looked out for is one, not to move in with my best friends because just because we are best friends, I don't know them and how they are living in life. There was a way to live with each other for about two weeks just to see if there were any signs. I highly recommend doing that. I wish I had come up with that idea when I was younger, it would have saved me a lot of friendships and a lot of time and stress and money. And then it's looking at how they are controlling their finances. Is it coming from a third party for them? Sugar daddy, sugar mama, grandparents, trust fund, inheritance, parents. Are you working hard to make your money, etc.? Some of those things that I listed off could be warning signs. If it's kind of a sugar baby situation to trust from baby situation, you might not have control of their life and they don't have control of their life. It's another person. It's another person's rules. So it's going to project onto you. Look at their alcohol intake. See, are they paying more on wine than they're paying their bills? Find out from your common friends, do they owe their friends money? 
look at your warning signs. Had I looked at the warning signs for my California roommate who had made the ex-boyfriend comment, made the you work hard so you pay more comments, honestly, I probably would have said, no, I'm okay. I'm going to move to San Diego and I'll just make the trip down to Disneyland. I would have looked at living with somebody else. I had another friend who was kind of interested and I honestly probably could have found something a little cheaper to buy with for the time until that other friend's lease was up and she can move in with me. Living with people that are just friends and not a romantic relationship is really hard. You're expected to get into fights with romantic partners. You're expected to go through these struggles together. With friendships, it's really hard to find a decent roommate that you can live more than like a year with, I found. The person that I was able to live longer than a year and a half with, essentially, is one of my old coworkers from a company that I worked with. And him and I had known each other for nine months before he had moved in. And honestly, I had a tiny crush on him and he knew it. So it took us about like six months to actually start talking to each other because Amanda is shy when she sees a cute guy and won't talk to you. He would try to talk to me, get friendly, get to know me just because he wanted a friend and he thought it was cute that I thought he was cute. Was he attracted to me? No. But we became pretty good friends and I was helping him apartment hunt closer to where we were working. He came over to the condo and I joked around saying, for the price range that you're looking at, you need a roommate. You might as well just move into my second bedroom. Boom, done. It happened. He came here for about three years. Eventually he was like, I'm ready for my own place. I'm making more money. I want to live alone. I want a bachelor pad. I said, great. See you later. Thanks for letting me know about a couple of weeks in advance. He was out within the week, but he had paid his bills and went on his merry way. Honestly, that's the one non-romantic partner for roommates that I've had that didn't end up owing me money. So it's just kind of funny. I was able to get along better with a person that I barely knew for roommates than the people that I knew for years and I am talking years. Even the California girls that I moved in with, I had known one of them for years. Like it was a couple of years of me working at Disney before I had moved in with her. And we were pretty close friends until I moved in with her. Wino was a pretty decent friend. We had gone through hell and back with a toxic friend at our work together. And it caused a toxic work environment. It was interesting to see that the fact of the matter is, is I couldn't live with my best friends, the people that I would go to when times were dark and when I needed a shoulder to cry on. I can't live with them, but I can depend on them when I don't live with them. So it was kind of established once I got the condo that I would choose my roommates. I would choose their lease terms. I would choose if they were my best friends or not. I have never had a best friend move in with me since. There is a good reason for that. I was tired of losing friendships because of living together. And like I said, I'm not a perfect roommate. I know I can be messy. You can ask some of my friends who have come over and I just haven't felt like cleaning. It is a mess when I want to get messy. It's a mess when I'm depressed. 
when I was fighting my endometriosis battle and I was in pain, I couldn't move for a week and the condo would be a mess. There would be times where I'm falling asleep on the couch. There's times where I just want to walk around in my underwear. We all have different types of roommate drama. And it's interesting to kind of read up on the latest drama, but it always kind of comes down to money. When I read Reddit forums, when I see things that are coming up on the news and just in Facebook groups and stuff, it boils down to money. Roommates get boyfriends or girlfriends and they move in without the others okay or get a key. Had that happen too. One of my roommates got a boyfriend mid our lease. No problems there at all. It's just you get a boyfriend, you should ask your roommate if they could have a key to the apartment before you just give them a key to the apartment. One roommate ended up going to jail and that was for a DUI that she had had. Then she decided to skip out on court. So at two in the morning, we had a bounty hunter come to our door. Yes, an actual bounty hunter. And no, it was not Dog the Bounty Hunter. But it was a bounty hunter. It's interesting how people show their true selves when they live with you. But there's a barrier or a fence up when we're just friends who don't live together. And that's something to take away from this is you might be the toxic roommate. You both might be the toxic roommate. But honestly, if there is a way that you guys can do a trial before committing to a full year, I highly recommend it. I don't recommend getting a joint bank account. I don't recommend anything like that. I just say y'all need to agree on who's paying what, how what is getting paid, and deposits need to be refunded to both of you in separate checks. And if apartment companies aren't willing to do that, get something in writing because it's a lot easier to say, I have it in writing that you are going to pay me this much money. Did I have something in writing for mine? Yes. Did I follow up with them about it? No, because it was like $72. And honestly, I had a headache from them and I was done with that roommate. The moral of this story with the toxic roommates is there's always a way around being put in that awkward situation with your friends. If you are planning on moving in with a friend, do a friendship roommate test. Make sure you guys are compatible. Make sure you guys have the same kind of living arrangements that you ideally want to live in. Make sure that you both are financially capable of living in that apartment complex that you guys just applied for. Make sure there isn't any kind of addictions. Those can be hidden, so it's really hard to see. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We will have more of the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial reviews next week when they are back in court. But for right now, raise your glass to any survivors of roommate toxicity because trust me, I understand the headache and the stress and the financial strain they can put you all through. If you are all going through it right now, hang in there. Hopefully your lease is almost done. Look up tenants' rights if you need to, but try to get through it as much as you can. Find a safe space to go to, if anything. All right, guys, have a good night and cheers.
Thanks for tuning in to this week's Smell the Rosé. If you liked what you heard, let me know by leaving me a review. Follow me on Instagram at smell underscore the rosé. Until next time, cheers!